Hi, this is Katrina. And this is Christina. And welcome to Kingdom Kinesis. We are a movement, and our goal is to inspire women to move beyond their potential and shift into active pursuit of kingdom assignments by connecting them with resources and information to help them do so. Our name, Kingdom Kinesis, translates to Kingdom Movement. Potential energy is stored, and kinetic energy is energy that's in motion, hence the name Kingdom Kinesis. You can also join us live on our Facebook page, Sundays, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, please enjoy the show. And we are live. Live. We live. We're going to give just a few moments for some people to get into the room. Before we get started, I'm very excited uh, to be here and to see everybody and to get some good instruction today. So again, just a few minutes for those to get into the room so we can conversate. Amen. It's going to be a good conversation. And you can also do your sharing right now. So I want to make sure that everybody sees it. So share, 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 share. Boom, 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 boom. Share, share, share. Share, share, share. Right. All right, I've effectively shared it to our group so they can watch as well. Oh, look, I see. Look. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Ewan Nikki has joined us. Hey, girl. Hey, Nikki. All right. So, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> a few eyes so we are going to go ahead and get started. You guys ready, ladies? Yes. All righty. So um, welcome everyone to Kingdom Kinesis. And this is where we inspire women to action through partnership with God, partnership with self and partnership with community. We go live Sundays right here on our page at 3 p.m. Eastern. That is 2 p.m. Central for me. Um, and again, we want to give a shout out to Katrina Bell of Crafty K's for our custom T-shirt designs. Katrina, show yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you can see it now. It's yes. cutting up. Okay. Yes, they're really dope. So, um, without further yeah. ado, I am going to pass it over to Katrina so she can introduce our speaker of the hour. All right, guys. Today's topic is gift, the arsenal facilitating purpose. Uh, this is a follow-up to defining and discovering your purpose, which was with Sister Michelle Renee um, not too long ago. And so today we're going to discuss gifts and the interplay between your uh, uh, your gifts and purpose. So we are happy to have Eva Hawkins, teacher, trainer, and prophetess, leading the discussion today. Sister Eva, thank you for joining us and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So without further ado, tell our audience about yourself. You know, how long have you studied and taught the gifts? Just go for it. I'm going to shut up and let you go for it. <laughs> okay. Again, my name is Eva. And again, thank you, Kingdom Kinesis, for inviting me on the show today. It's a privilege and it is an honor. Let me just say I am a mother of three, two little children. I am a grandmother of seven. I am a member of the Revival Center in Cincinnati. 
I am the founder of Grace Global Ministries Equipping the Next Generation, which is a live stream broadcasting ministry. I've studied and taught on the gifts for about 14, maybe the 15 consecutive years in, uh, at one point in time in my ministry life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so if you want me to just go on into, uh, or do you want to start with a question or how do you want to handle this? Yeah, yeah you know, go ahead, Chris. Yep, we actually have a um, couple of questions for you. So to all of our, our ladies in the audience who may not understand what, you know, gifts are, the, uh, you know, what you're going to be talking about today, can you just kind of give us an overview of what are the gifts and what does fivefold ministry mean? Okay, in the in the gift, there are three categories of gifts. Okay, you have the manifestation gifts, you have the ministry gifts, which is the fivefold, and then you have what is called the motivational gifts or the charisma gifts. So these are the three categories of gifts that we have. Now, if you would like, I would step into the manifestation gift, which is a, um, the manifestation gifts, another name is called the supernatural gifts. These gifts are given by the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, uh, he gives these gifts at will. So when we're talking about the manifestation gifts or the supernatural gifts, we're talking about, let me put on my glasses, <laughs> We are talking about <laughs> the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, increased faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, various kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. These are the nine manifestation gifts. Again, you can be in a certain uh, worship service and because the Holy Spirit is in control and in charge of these gifts, while you are in that service, the endowment, that power can come upon you. Let's just say for uh, uh, the gifts of healing, all of a sudden you are moved by the Holy Spirit to lay hands on someone and a leg come out or whatever. These these gifts are something that you cannot, yeah, you know, since I'm praying for me, going to give them to you if you choose to give them to you. They <laughs> are in accordance to who he will, when he will. You can work, you can operate in the, the word of knowledge one week and you don't have that gift on you the following week. You wow. can be the one that he has uh, chosen to walk in the, a certain gift for uh, many of years. And this is, again, because this is willed by the Holy Spirit. Again, they're called the manifestation gifts or the supernatural gifts. Are there any questions there? You know, I kind of have a follow-up question just, you know, for our audience. As you said here that the manifestation give God gives freely. Mm -hmm. um, but how how would someone know that God freely gave them that gift of manifestation? <laughs> well, again, it takes us back. You will find these gifts in second first uh, Corinthians. Let me just give you uh, some reference. First Corinthians, the 12th chapter, the seventh through the tenth. Verse. And this is why we have to get to the point where we study That's the right. word of God and know uh, how the Holy Spirit operates in, in the lives of the believer. This is something that is that's charged to us. You will never know if you do not study. That's a good. For, thank you for that. That's it. Sister Eva, can you talk a little bit about the um, the. Because, see, I have to calm down because, you know, I get really excited about gifts, purpose. Like, I get really amped and I'm trying to 
like just focus myself here. Um, how can you touch upon um, the the charisma gifts? Okay. Um, well, we can jump to the charisma. I thought you were going to the ministry gift next, but we can go to the charisma. You want to do charisma now, or you want to do the ministry gift? We can okay. go to the ministry gifts. Let's let's go to the ministry gifts. That's perfect. Okay, because I put um, uh, behind, and there, there's no. Let me just say, there's no particular order. You know, uh, there's not. You got to get this, this, this. Is no. Um, it's just in preparation. The first one again, I gave the manifestation gift. Let's look at the ministry right. gifts because behind that question and within that question, you talk about the fivefold. Okay. Right. And so the fivefold gifts coming out of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the 11th through the 12th verse, these are the ministry gifts. Okay. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the shepherd, and the teacher. They are also called the ascension gifts. So when you may hear someone say the ascension gifts, you may hear someone say the ministry gifts, you may even hear someone say use the Greek word doma, the doma, doma. gift. They are talking about the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. Their function is to equip the saints. These are your trainers to train the ministry gifts and their service to the body of Christ, as well as their service to seek and save the lost. If you're not the trainer, let me just back up because let me just back up. When we talk about the equipper, we're talking about those who are called by God to train the ministry field. They are your teacher. Some will call them the teacher, the trainer, the mentor. And when we look at the word equip, equip from our, uh, our definition means to supply with the necessary items for a particular purpose. If we mm -hmm. look up the Greek word of equip coming out of the Greek, which uh, the New Testament is written in Greek. The uh, equip is ex oblizo. That's the Greek word. Not sure. I just jacked that word up. It's, it's ex oblizo, right. which means to supply and provide. So you see here, equip means to help a person, give a people or a person what they what they need in order to do what God has called them to do. Now. Let's look at it from a classroom perspective, just to get uh, to grasp our understanding around this. If I am a student and I'm going to a classroom, there's already there a teacher who right. specializes in a particular subject matter. Amen. So as a as a student, I'm going to learn about that subject. Amen. The person there is knowledgeable in that training, in that teaching, like unto the ministry gift. You have the apostle, the equipper, but you have the ministry apostle. Listen, if you're not the equipper, then you if you're not the one uh, training, then you are the one who's being trained. So that means you are the student in the gift. You are the ministry grip. The ministry gift that once the trainer has imparted and done all there's so much, I can't get into all that, but done all that there needs to do to help you get to, 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 to have a knowledge of the call of God on your life. Wait a minute. Let's not just leave it as the call. The apostle is not a title. I'm just using that. The apostle is not a title. It's a call. So if you're called as an apostle, then with that, that trainer, their equipper need to get you to the place where you understand the functionality of the call. So your call is an apostle. Your call is a prophet. Your call is an evangelist. Your call is a shepherd or a teacher. But you're called to do what? And who are you called to? If you look at Paul and Peter, their call is an apostle. But listen, one was called to the Gentiles while the others were called to the Jew. So there is in the calling that functionality. It's not enough to have the call if you don't know what you're supposed to do with the call. 
for mm. them is the ministry gift of the Father. All right, the help coming. I'm getting excited. Uh, you know, I, I was blessed enough to be one of your students um, in, in the class where you um, equipped us with regards to identifying purpose. We identify gifts. Um, but for our listeners here, can you explain how the gifts and the fivefold, you know, how they relate to purpose, how they affect purpose? Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do the other set of gifts before we get there? You can. You can. You can. It, it, it's up to you because you said so much. And before we go any further, actually, I want to point out a few things. You know, when we talk about, uh, and you said something that's so important. You said you have to study. And while you were while you were studying and while you were explaining uh, the gifts and you were teaching, you 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 discussed how you know New Testament is written in Greek. You did, you broke down. You gave definitions. That means you actually have to go and do some research. You had to dig a little deeper. You had to make yourself knowledgeable about the word, which is so important. And as a leader, can you explain to um, our, our listeners and our audience the importance of digging and studying and searching for yourself? Because I, some, I think sometimes people get so caught up in, in belonging to a body in a church and having a preacher or a pastor that they, they put all the responsibility on the pastor for their growth and development instead of understanding it's their responsibility to get involved with that process. Can you, you know, talk to the, our listeners about that? Yes, I can. And I think that as, uh, thank you for that. Because one must know how to exegete the scriptures. You must know how to and learn how. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We talk about gifts. And this is what this is where it's so sad in the body of Christ and in the church. I'm just going to keep it plain that that's what Grace Road was about. You have you you get from the pastor, and, and you may, may even get from the apostle, whoever is the, uh, over the church or whoever's leading that congregation, but no one receives the equipping from the teacher. Mm. It is that teaching gift of the fivefold that is to teach you how to exegete. It's to tell you, see, what we do, we have we have become a people with itchy ears. So we 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 say a lot of fly-by stuff, and because it excites the flesh, we relegate that to scripture, and it's not scripture. You need to go back to find the origin of the thing. Where did it originate from? Who said it? Why did they say it? Who did they say it to? And do that apply to you? Because some of the things that I, I, think, I strongly believe that the, the condition of the church, while we are in the condition that we are in, we won't study for ourselves. Mm. We listen to what someone else says. We take it as Bible. We regurgitate it. And we, we have the audacity to even mark it as scripture when it never was ever scripture in the first place. Yeah. Now, with that being said, let me just let me let me let me use something that the Holy Spirit gave me. I didn't know he was going to do this, but he gave me do it. Told me to prepare myself. If you all have heard about, they talk about the fivefold ministry. They always talk about the hand, right? The thumb is the apostle. The, the index finger point is the prophet, and the middle finger that's the evangelist because the evangelist goes across the world. This and, and they got it out of First King. They got it out of First King. Let me give you the right scripture. They got it out of First King, the 18th chapter, the 44th verse. This was when Elijah and his servant Elijah was praying, praying for rain. Amen. He was praying for rain. He kept sending his servant out there. He sent him out there seven times. On the seventh time, the servant ran back and told Elijah, he said, I saw a cloud. Check this out. Don't leave. Stay with me. I saw a cloud uh, uh, about the size 
of a man's hand. He uh -huh. did not say he saw a man's hand coming up like a cloud. He did not say the cloud looked like a man's hand. He said, I saw a cloud uh, uh, as the side. Okay, then let's just go. If he if they played tennis back then, maybe he would have said at the size of a tennis ball. Maybe he would say at the size of a basketball. Maybe he would say at the size. Back then, he could only uh, uh, describe it based on what was there to help give him a clear definition of what he saw. He said, like the size of a man's hand. Then out of that came uh, the five for the hand of God, and he stretched his hand. No, man, -made I'm gonna do it that is not scripture. <laughs> That's not true. So we must know. And I'm going to tell you, be honest. I, I, I believe in telling the truth. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for the truth. I believe that mess back then. I ain't know no better. I was ignorant. <laughs> I got all geeked up. And, but when you begin to exegete and run scripture down to the origin of the thing, I'm like, that ain't what that, the, what, that ain't what it said. And it's that's all on Google. You can Google the hand they done made. I've seen so many people with them. I said that's why people can take that and run with it and make it anything they want because it never was truth in the first place. Oh, that's so right. we have to be careful, men and women of God, when we listen and hear. I don't care who he is, who she is, not even me. Exegete the scriptures for yourself. The word of the living God said, "My people perish for the lack of knowledge." It's not what you know that hurts you. It's what you don't know that's killing you. All right. That's right. Thank you, that's Sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll let you continue and, and talk about the um, the motivation. Okay. We have talked about the manifestation gifts, and we said that those were the supernatural gifts, the gifts that are, that are given strictly by the Holy Spirit. We talked about the ministry gifts, which was the five for the essential gift. Jesus gave these gifts. Let's just make it plain. Yep. Jesus gave it. He said he gave some to be apostle, prophet, better shepherd, teacher. So now let's move on to the third category of gift, which is the motivational gifts. And uh, um, uh, some call them motivation. Some call them call them charismas. There are some that call the the uh, uh, the, the essential gift charismas. Come, I think it's called mata, the Greek word. I don't know. But motivation is suits me just fine. You find these gifts in Romans, the 12th chapter, the 6th through the 8th verse. So when we talk about the motivational gifts, we uh, 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 this is what I need for you to understand. We have, there are seven of them, okay? There are seven motivational gifts. We have all seven of them. Let's get that. Let's just start right there. These gifts right here was given to you before you, your daddy knew your mama. Okay, uh -huh. from the foundation <laughs> of the world. When you became a fetus, you came here with all seven of these gifts. Now, with the motivational gifts, although you have all seven of them, there's three of them that you predominantly operate out of because then they become the seat of your personality, the who that you are. Now, with these, understand that just like when we was in the world, that we had them gifts, so 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 the enemy used them gifts too. Okay, this why when we come into the fullness of who we are, <clears throat> I tell anybody when you was born again, you was your 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 spirit, you was born again, but your hand still got that same scar on. Your hand wasn't born again. Uh -huh. Them them gifts didn't get born again either. They came over with you. <laughs> so that means we have to give the gifts back to God for purification. Amen. 
so for sanctification. So there is a tweaking that the Holy Spirit got to do because we used them yet, but we used them wrongly when we was in the world. But now it's time to use them for his glory because he has given us these gifts for who? For the body of Christ. Hallelujah. To help build up the body. Amen. So these seven gifts that we have, uh, they are called, well, one of them, I'm just going to, uh, uh, it only is, it's only important in ranking if you were taking the course and I was teaching you so that you could see the percentage and how it, it relates in percentage to what God gave, what God allowed more of to be in the body then. And I, I, I'm not going to break down percentage, but I will tell you what it is. Well, anyway, one is compassion. Compassion. Yeah. We talk about the body of Christ. Now, you have to see it as a body because these gifts are given according to the body. Just like you got a natural body, there is the body of Christ. So the compassion person is the heart of the body. Amen. Then you have the server. The server is the hands of the body. Okay. You have the exhorter. The exhorter is the mouth of the body. <laughs> then you have the administrator. The administrator is the shoulders of the body. Then you have the perceiver. The perceiver is the eye of the body. Then you have the teacher. The teacher is the mind of the body. Then you have the giver. The giver is the arms of the body. These are the seven, the seven uh, gifts pertaining to the body. Now, I'm going to use my three. Uh, um, there is a way to come. It is there's a way again. It's a deal with training, and you have to have a teacher. It's a way to get to the predominant one. And really, if you knew what the seven gifts of and look in the Word of God, you know. For instance, let me jump up here where it says the server. Uh, the server is the hands of the body of Christ. Now, my top three, what I predominantly operate out of, my number one is compassion. I know you don't think so, but I really are compassionate you know i really i really am when it comes down down to because i see the passion person when you look at when you look at the gifts it breaks down to what the gift should be and what should it what it should do the compassion the compassion person has a love this person has a love for god's people this person will what can see the hurt and go after that hurt this person is a praying person this person can see suffering yeah. and it breaks the heart of the individual to see somebody suffering. So the compassion for mind, number one, is compassion. Number two is exhorting. Can't you see I talk a lot? Yeah, exhorting is the mouth. <laughs> so the prophet in me, my mouth goes all the time. I mean, I was in, my they used to call my mama and tell my mama, you know, I'm sending her home because she won't be quiet. So you got to try. I got to try with this gift. So I told you this gift is what you did not. So the exhorting is the mouth of the body. And then I'm a giver. Uh-huh. Number one, compassion. Number two, exhorting. My third that I predominantly is giving. Anybody that's been in my life connected to me in any kind of way would say, oh, she's a giver. Uh-huh. That's the arm of the body of, of the body of Christ. See, I can I can stand up under pressure when it comes to finances. I can stand up under pressure and hold that pressure up for the body. When it, I'm the first one if you say, hey, we need 50 more. Anybody got $50? I got it. Glory to God, because that's now, 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 when it comes to the server, let me just help you with the server. I told you what my three was, didn't you? So you know the other four is not. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best example you gave in class, Sister Eva, because I remember you were a giver 
because the example you gave in class, you said, I'm the person who, if there is the, um, oh God, the church picnic or the church uh, cookout, uh -huh. I will buy or give the money to buy the hot dogs, but I'm not cooking the hot dogs. I'm not going to pick up the hot dogs. I'm probably not going to serve the hot dogs. And I laugh because service is one of my top three. So I'm like, you know what? She got a point. Because I probably wouldn't. I, I will pick up the hot dogs. I'm probably not going to think to purchase the hot dogs. But I will show up. I will set up. And I will serve those hot dogs. <laughs> see, that's what the server does. That was a prime example. You are absolutely right. The giver. And see, that's not a good side of the giver. That's that side I have to say, Lord purify because sometimes they want me to serve <laughs> no you know it's something like you you mentioned it early before which is why you have to give your gift back to the lord and let allow him to purify because as a giver any giver would run the risk of giving money when they should not right that's right and giving into something where god's like i don't want your funds to be used for that so you really have to tune into the holy spirit have that conversation with god before you act like someone who's an exhorter, you and I are both exhorters. Right. Before we before we say anything, you there, there have been times when the Holy Spirit has revealed something to me about a person, and I want to speak, and the Holy Spirit is like, "You are not called to speak. Mm -hmm. You will not speak." And I'm just like, "Okay, well, it was good talking to you." And I have to leave because I know within me the revelation I got, I want to discuss. But God's like, "I need you to go back and intercede. Just go pray." But you're not to talk on a thing. So I, I like the fact, or I appreciate the fact. I'm sorry of you saying you have to return the gifts and you have to return the gifts because it's so natural for you to operate in it. Mm -hmm. You'll be doing something, you're doing it wrong. A plus job and you're causing damage to the body yes, of Christ. Yes, that's what we have to be careful of. And it's, you know, learning the do's and don'ts. You know, what, well, how did the gift is to you, you be used, purified. And when a gift is unpurified, you know, we can, we can do damage, uh, 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 you know, even as an exhorter, as a mouthpiece of the body, you know, you got to learn when to shut up. Did I say, did I say that? <laughs> That's it. No, 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 for real. You got to learn how to be quiet. Be quiet. Yeah, you have to learn, <laughs> you have to learn. I mean, there has, was many, many a time where the Lord would give me a prophetic word. And so because I was, you know, a babe in the gift, you know what I mean? And I was so excited and anxious to give that word. And the Lord would give it to you to shut my mouth. Mm -hmm. I sit there with tears streaming down my face. I just got to get this word, but the Lord won't let me say it. But he was teaching me how to control my tongue. Right. How to be quiet. So as a servant, you're right. That's not, not I, I'm like, that was exactly, you're, you're right. That's a prime example. I would buy, because I'm a giver. I'll buy it. You guys are talking, we're talking about that. That brings to my mind uh, asking for discernment as well. You know, you have these gifts and sometimes you have to really go back and say, okay, am I supposed to use this gift here, here, here? But we have to be completely tuned in uh to what god is telling us and when i when i think about that i'm always thinking discernment discernment what is he having to do what does he have me to do and so I, we were discussing this whatever i kind of just wanted to tell that to the to the audience with any gift that you have you know you have to be able to use it in order to be able to use it you have to ask the questions <laughs> that's right that's right you have, to, right. You have right. to ask the questions yes yes and, 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 and keep asking until you get that answer that he releases that information so that then you can use the gift how it's supposed to be used. Oh, I know right. a lot of people yeah, of us, we have gifts and we're just, you know, use them all willy nilly and didn't consult not one time with the person who gave the gift. 
Isn't that something? Isn't he our manufacturer? Don't he have to be equipped right, up? Right, he knows right. what he has given us. And so when you, and I, I agree with you 100%, don't do anything without consulting with God in the person of the Holy Spirit. That's Amen. why he's here. That's why he abides in us. He's the helper. If you don't hear nothing, then you do nothing. You do nothing. Amen. You, you, the something that you do is wait. That's the something that you do. Learn to wait. <laughs> but we get so eager. We get so... Wow, we got to the bottom of the hour fast. I know. Can you discuss how um, the gifts in fivefold ministry, they relate to purpose, how they affect purpose? Okay, so how do how do this relate to purpose? Just one to sum it up like this. To you know your gifts, okay? To know your gifts is to know purpose. To know purpose is to identify your giftings. Both work together as a power source to destiny. Both works together to fulfill the service for which you are called for. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Do I need to repeat that? You got it? I think you should. That's good. That's good to see you. Okay. So how do how do this relate to purpose? To know your gifts, okay, is to know purpose. Because your gifts drive you to what God called you to do. Amen. To know your gifts is to know purpose. To know purpose is to identify your giftings. Because these grace gifts, these gifts are given to you for that assignment. You don't have to worry about purpose if you know the gift either. You can connect the gift. You can connect both of these together. You got destiny. One can't drive without the other one. That's good. That's good. That's both good. work together as a power source to destiny. Both works together to fulfill the service for which you are called for. Okay. So, oh, go ahead. So, this is even what resources? Uh oh. Okay, hold on. Something's going on with my screen. I think I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So, what resources are available out there for um, people to study and better understand the gifts and even to test themselves? Like, what resources are available? Well, let me just say outside, outside, outside of being a part of a fellowship that has these classes has these classes in place to train and assist with discovery. The first place to start is prayer. Okay. God is the manufacturer and only he can tell you how he has designed you. It doesn't Amen. matter what prophet then came and told you what your pop, your pastor, your pop, don't matter. When they get finished telling you, you better go to God. Amen. Because only he knows how he has created and designed you. If it happens to confirm, bless God. If it doesn't, go with what God said. Amen. Now, there are some books I'm getting ready to, and I pray that you can go back and listen to the recording, but there are some books you can study from. Let's start with number one, the Bible. <laughs> you can go back and study what? The Bible. <laughs> you get all the different translations you need to get. That's right. And I always have a cross reference. I mean, I have, a, I love the New Living Translation, but I always get another translation right. to cross reference what you're looking at. So the Bible is number one. There's a book called The Path by Laurie Beth Jones. Yes. Then there's a book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. There's a book called Activating the Gifts of the Holy Spirit by David Ireland. I R E L A N D. Then you have Discover Your God-Given Gifts 
by Don and Katie Fortune. Those are the, some good tools you can use. That's awesome. Now, I need you guys to understand. Uh, um, thank you, Sister Eva. A lot of uh, several, several of the um, guest speakers that we've had on to date all attended the same equipping church at some time or another at the same time. And so we talk about kingdom women and being on the move. You know, I, I would just like to encourage you, if you are not at an equipping church or if you haven't found classes and, you know, classes aren't offered and you just can't access them, check out some of the resources that have been provided to you from the, the from our first broadcast in April all the way to now, because I can tell you that I'm a witness to the moves, the kingdom moves that these women are making as a result of having relationship with Christ, partnering with God, I should say, partnering with self, partnering with community. They're making these moves because they're doing the work. And uh, I had a conversation with someone before who said, you know, well, making moves doesn't have to be big. I said, exactly, it, it doesn't. But the thing is, there needs to be some movement. Every movement that puts you closer to where you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to do is huge because there are some people who will never take one step. They just won't take the step for whatever reason. And I'm not here to judge that, but I do know um, what King of Kinesis is trying to do is to inspire and to equip so that you can make the moves that God has called you to make. So Sister Eva, I, I just really want to thank you for sharing those resources. Before we close out, do you have any final thoughts for our audience? Well, the only thought that I have, or uh, what I can say right now is this, and uh, I pray that there'll be more leaders uh, who are pastors over, uh, over God's people. I charge you, man of God, woman of God, it's your responsibility to put these classes in place so that the people of God can eat freely and become and do what God has called them to do. We Amen. need equipping sinners in Cincinnati. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. So, guys, we are three minutes over. We do apologize, but we are having such a good time with Sister Eva. Uh, so, Sister Eva, thank you so much for joining us. To our audience, thanks for tuning in today. You know, we'll see you next week. Until then, remember you are essential to the kingdom, woman of God. Stay on the move. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.